What are some of the things that people may have said in the past that you thought, uh, another conversation would be better? <laughs> oh, right off the bat, the whole superwoman, you've got this thing to single moms. Oh. We're exhausted. And when you tell us that we've got it and then we don't do it, we feel like failures. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. The single parent has unique concerns in our Christian family. We're back with Jen Thompson today for part two of her single parenting journey. If you haven't listened to part one, be sure to go back and listen to podcast number 15. We are continuing from the point that we ended there. Today, she talked about her mindset and the things that really helped her through the harder times in single parenting. She also talks a little bit about how you can come alongside a single parent and what things were helpful to her and what things were not so helpful. So if you are a single parent or know a single parent or want to minister to a single parent, she shares from her heart and she's very honest and open. So let's go in and listen now. Okay, here is the one that everyone struggles with, and that is discipline. <laughs> How did that go for you? It's totally different when they're little, and then they get bigger and they're boys. And Yeah, and honestly, it's different with each kid. Okay. Your kids are different. They respond differently. My parents told me that because I was having a hard time. What in the world? You know, this one does this, this one does that. And I do this and one responds and the other one couldn't care less. Yeah. And I remember my parents telling me, you know, my mom said, I got a disappointed look from my dad and I crumbled. She never got spanked. And my dad was like, I got beat. Some people respond differently and it's not a bad thing. Right. We're all moved differently. We all have different personalities. But oh my goodness, discipline your kids before they're bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that. <laughs> that's good. That's good advice. <laughs> I'm like five, 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 six. My oldest is now probably six foot tall. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. He takes after everyone else in my family and his dad's side of the family. All tall. Start disciplining them when they're little. Mm -hmm. My my dad had told me something and it stuck with me. Um, he said when you repeat yourself and then you thank them when they finally listen, you're thanking them for being disobedient. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That has to start early, that they need yeah. to yeah, see that early. And there were times when I, I could have used backup, but I have a couple thoughts on that. On one hand, I didn't want anybody to step in when they were younger because I didn't want to give my kids the idea that I couldn't do it. Mm. And yeah. I had witnessed that with a couple other people, moms of boys. You know, I'm going to call your dad and you can go over there mm. and he'll straighten it out. Well, if the kid wants to go to their dad's house, that's not going to be a discipline. And that's, they're going to be conditioned of, I don't have to deal with my mom. Anytime I don't want to listen to what she says, I'm going to go to my dad's house. Right. And I didn't want that to be my kids. I mean, my oldest didn't have that option. My youngest, we kind of had an understanding. My house, my rules, you know, his house, his mm -hmm. rules. Do I call my dad? I might call him for advice, but I didn't want him to lay down the law. And I don't think he wanted to, you know, he's told me I want to be the grandpa, you know, mm -hmm. But even as my kids are older, even recently, I've asked him, could you step in or could you have a talk or could mm -hmm. you at least be there when I say something so they mm -hmm. know there's someone standing behind me? Yes, that's a that, good point. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't 
he didn't always agree with what I was saying. And he would say that. And that was something that I needed to learn and be okay with. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to ask in front of the kids, I, I'm going to need the answer in front of the kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that is hard. Discipline is hard trying to figure out how to discipline each of your kids based on who they are and what they will respond to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, it's not released yet, but by the time this airs, it will be, have put together a course on gospel discipline and the steps to go through to discipline the way that God loves us with his kindness and gentleness and mercy. And I'm excited for that to come out because I think so many parents miss that point. You know, they're frustrated Mm -hmm. and they just yell because that's the way they eventually will stop and listen. But there's just really an aspect of looking at how Christ talks to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here is one that is maybe a little touchy, might be a little hard. You're welcome not to answer it. When girls are little, they have a picture of what life is going to be, you know, the white picket fence. They have a picture of what being a mommy is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it often doesn't turn out exactly the way we dream. Yeah. So how did you deal with that? I'm assuming that you didn't dream that you would always be a single mom. That's what I want to be. <laughs> There were four kids in my family, four kids in your family. I wanted to start with four and see how that went, you know, and go from there. So how do you deal with the the fact that that dream didn't happen or or the loss of the dream? Yeah, ugh. there's fears, there's depression, there can be second guessing everything as you're going along. Mm-hmm. Um, sad that things aren't how I pictured, mm-hmm. but play with the hand that you're dealt. I've learned that. You can have goals still, you know, maybe you didn't reach them yet. You can still have goals, but you need to come to terms with the life you are living right now and live it the way that it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise that just feeds the regret or I'm not doing this yet, you know, because you're sad because the moment isn't the future. Well, live in the moment, you know. That's really good. That's really (laughs) good. I like that. As an encouragement, kids will see what matters. I found that out and it was very hard for years Mm -hmm. to watch things unfold. My oldest was jealous of the things that my youngest would get at his dad's house. Mm -hmm. Well, I couldn't afford those same things in my house. Mm -hmm. So he had them there. That's hard to watch one of your kids be jealous of the other one. Somebody had told me and I watched your kids will eventually see what's important. You don't have to tell them. And That's true. My youngest, when he was older, a few years ago, decided he wanted to be in my house full time. And he left all that stuff over that he didn't care anymore. Because he wanted to he told me he wanted to be in a home where God was. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, he'll still see his dad and his brothers, but he was just a little overwhelmed with some things. And I told my oldest when this all happened, that stuff doesn't matter. Mm. It's still sitting over there. (laughs) Right. Right. It's the people that he wants to be around and the environment that he wants to be in. Yeah. That's the choice that he made. It wasn't Mm -hmm. this environment is bad or this environment is good. It was just, this is the environment that I want to be in. Right. Right. So it's just an encouragement when you don't compare because your kids might not want the things that you're upset that you don't have for them. Yeah. Maybe they do in the moment. I've looked back, I've missed out on a lot. People talk about, oh, their 21st birthday. 
The one place I didn't want to go was Applebee's and I went there twice. My friend took me there for lunch and my family took me there for dinner. <laughs> I didn't go out and, you know, have a drink or any, none of that. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you I had, had family at home. So. I had my oldest when I was 19. Okay. Um, okay. Just a couple months shy of 20. Yeah. 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 So I didn't, there's a lot of things, you know, that I didn't experience um, or take part in. And do I regret a lot of that? I don't know. I might have missed out, but then part of me is like, who cares? You know? Yeah. None of that stuff matters. So you gained in other ways. Yeah. Look at yeah. big picture. I've had so many opportunities to share and talk with people and encourage them or just listen that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to. I couldn't be talking with you right now if I wasn't living the life I was living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Not like endorsing it, but play with the hand you're dealt. Yeah. And you are able to help people that might have some experiences that they yeah. might be feeling lost and you are the person that they need to talk to. You know, um, years ago, I was talking to my pastor's wife, she's become a really good friend. And we were talking about the subject came up of I always wanted to be a psychologist, child psychologist, therapist, marriage, count, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I like helping people. Mm -hmm. And I was sad thinking I didn't get to go to college to pursue that. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, you are doing that. You're just not getting paid for it. <laughs> yes. And she goes, think about your life. What are you doing? You know, you're working with the youth. You've been doing that for however many years. You've got girls groups. You've got Bible studies. You have people that come and ask you things because they know you've experienced it. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Like, so as an encouragement to anyone watching this, that's kind of disappointed. You know, God will still use you and you don't have to give up on your dreams if it's something that he's instilled in you and something that he wants to use for his glory. It might be a career, mm -hmm. or it might just be how he uses you in your day to day life. Yeah, you know, I love that. I love yeah. that. Oh, that is just a highlight of this whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, now you've experienced a lot. And you have had a lot of interactions with people. And I would imagine there are some things that you could share with our listeners that were not helpful that people said. And I think people don't mean to be not helpful. I think they yeah. are trying to be encouraging even maybe. But yeah. what are some of those things? What are some of the things that people may have said in the past that you thought, uh, another conversation <laughs> would be better? Oh, right off the bat, the whole superwoman, you've got this thing to single moms. Oh. we're exhausted. And when you tell us that we've got it and then we don't do it, we feel like failures. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to say you got it, offer some help. I have a friend who will say, I know you can do this. You can do this. But if, if it comes to it and you need to help, call me. Mm -hmm. That's what you say. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Yeah. It's not just yeah. you got this super. Oh, single moms. They can do everything. No, they can't. God did not design one person to do everything. Yeah. Don't tell them that they can. Suck it up and move on. Oh, I lived my whole life like that. Not because I was told. I thought that was life. Mm. PTSD from trauma is real. It's horrible. It wrecks you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm living that right now. Yeah. And finding out that that's that's not a good way to live. I mean, yeah, okay. If you're whining about something that you could very well change, yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> deal with it and move on. Mm -hmm. But to have that mindset always, it will bite you in the butt later. You can't just keep pushing stuff down. Right. So encouraging people, get over it. Kids come first. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. grief. Kids who hear that will feel this sense of entitlement to being first in their family or in their parents' lives. Ooh. 
that's an unhealthy view of their role in the family. Mm-hmm. Put your kids first as a blanket statement. That's not good. Right. You know, maybe in a certain situation, if they have to decide between this or that, sure. You know, maybe kids come first in that situation, but mm-hmm. as a general rule, what does that say to the kids? Right. They need to fit into a functioning family Yeah. and not just see themselves as the little queen or king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really important for people to hear that the things that maybe they think they're helping with, they aren't necessarily as much help as they think. Thanks for sharing that. You have a lot going on. And like you had mentioned earlier about the mopping the floor, there's a lot of work to be done. How did you, when you were raising your kids, how did you balance the work and fun? Because it can't be all work and it can't be all fun. So were you able to figure that out? A little bit. I was kind of in the moment you know, do what you have to do. Okay. And for me, that was work. Mm -hmm. It really was. I've always held multiple jobs. Always. Right now is the first time in my life that I don't have multiple jobs outside the home. Hmm. So, and honestly, I had a lot of second jobs, nights and weekends at the outlet mall. And I remember one day my legs collapsed under me. Yeah. I called my manager after I went to my cardiologist and he had said, we're going to put a monitor on you and you need a a week. And then he said, you need two weeks. And then I just called her and I said, I'm done. You know, I, I'm tired. I can't do this. I can't be on my feet all the time after working a full day already. So yeah, you will burn out if you just work and work and work. Six months out of the year, I would work like six days a week, sometimes 15-hour days Wow! because I wanted to provide for the kids, you know. And then what do you do when you get home? Well, you got to make it fun. So when are you sleeping? (laughs) I did not. So my kids might have had a good balance, but I did not. Right. But when we were home, I couldn't afford all these things. Mm -hmm. So I made do with what I had. Movie nights with hot cocoa or whatever, or game nights, Mm -hmm. board games, puzzles, we had a Wii that we got off Craigslist. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, we'd play Wii sports games, had friends over, Christmas cookie decorating parties. I had those for years with my kids' friends. Somebody had given us annual passes to SeaWorld one year, like halfway through the year. So we went once a month down there. Go to the zoo, golf and stuff, the park, the beach. There's- Sounds like you found it important to have quality time with your kids. Yeah. And a lot of it was with their friends. Either they had their friends over or they went with their friends. I don't know. That's how I grew up. We were always just hanging out and doing things. It was kind of an open door thing at my house, come and go. Yeah. And I wanted my kids to have that. Yeah. But the balance, you know, <laughs> yeah. I could have done it different. You know? What could you have done different? Do you have any thoughts on how you could have done it differently? I was kind of had this mindset of just do what you got to do to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so I was working all the time to make money instead of like, what is the best job for me to do this instead of having multiples all the time, things like that. I didn't feel that I had a lot of time to just sit down and think about it or make decisions like that. I just went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God's provided all along the way, always. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. You know, I've seen so many times where how on earth did I make that? You know, yeah. God totally provided. That's great. Yeah. And how did you train your kids spiritually? What were some of your winning moments that you thought, wow, God really spoke through me here or God helped me to do this? I don't know, honestly. I mean, I... We tried to do a family devotional, but then, you know, I got them their own and they wanted to do those. So yeah, I let them do their own. Mm -hmm. I could have been better about that, you know, doing things, the three of us, instead of letting them do their own. But that's where not having a 
mill in the house to talk to and say, you know, how should we do this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my thought was, well, you know, they don't want to do stuff with their mom, their mm-hmm. boys. So let them do this. Um, mm-hmm. So I probably could have reined it in a little more mm-hmm. doing devotions together. But we did sometimes or we play like Bible trivia mm. whipped me all the time on that. <laughs> just, trying to follow God's word, regardless of what other people did with their kids. What's coming to my mind, the whole Harry Potter thing. <laughs> My kids, my oldest, you know, that was that was a thing when he was younger and I wouldn't let him watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man or She-Ra growing up because they said by the power of Grayskull and my parents were like, no. Um, <laughs> with the Harry Potter thing, I was like, okay, magic, witchcraft, sorcery, you know, all these things. And I went, the Bible says to stay away from that stuff. There's no disclaimer that says unless it's in a movie or a book or your friends are doing, you know, mm-hmm. or if you think it's silly, if you're at a sleepover and they get a Ouija board, you know. Mm-hmm. there's nothing that says it's okay. And so that's what I told my kids and they were not happy. And then one day we were at church and one of his friends, dads was talking to him about that and saying the same things. Thank Aww. God it's a dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it didn't make it any easier. I'm sure he watched Harry Potter at his friend, you know, other friend's house, but not in my house. So yeah, that that's kind of how I handled spiritual training. And I panicked a lot. So I didn't want to make bad decisions, you know, Mm-hmm. When you look at things, you're like, I already made this bad decision. I don't want to make any more. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, I didn't want, I didn't want him to take the line too far. Like we talked about earlier. Did you have good conversations with them? Were you having like open conversations generally, or was that hard? It was, yeah, that was hard sometimes. Yes. But they had other influences that they'd rather listen to. So yeah. that's why I was so glad when the friend's dad in church is saying the same thing I was saying, you know, yeah. it was hard not to go. I said that, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't always have that. So yeah, that yeah. was hard. I know my parents think I don't listen to them or I think they're dumb. I will quote them all the time because <laughs> they are smart. <laughs> My dad, he did something for me that really helped me. I remember talking to him about something that I was like, I don't know how to get them to understand this or whatever. My youngest, when he went to his dad's every other weekend, when he was younger, at one point, his dad was telling him, you don't need to go to church on Sundays, Mm. you know, just hang out at my, we're just going to hang out and do stuff, you know, whatever. And I was panicked, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I called my dad. I'm like, I don't want to say anything bad. What, what do I do? <laughs> How do I nip this in the bud? Because it's not my house. I don't get to right. make a rule. Right. What do I tell my kid? I'm not going to say, oh, your dad's wrong. So my dad, the next time that he came over to see my kids, they were doing something else. He brought his Bible and he walked in and he sat down at the table and he opened his Bible and he goes, oh, I, I was reading this, you know, my devotion I wanted to show you. And it was the stuff about not to give up meeting together. And, oh. and he just showed him what it said. And he asked him, what do you think this means? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's all I have to do. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so anytime there was a conflict, I knew they didn't want to hear it from me mm-hmm. as their mom, as their parent, as somebody who was making rules that other people didn't have. Mm-hmm. I just ask them, well, what does it say in the Bible? Because then they're arguing with God. Right. Oh, that's good, Jen. <laughs> but it was such a good example for me to see, like, that's how you do it. When you're panicked and what you're instilling in your kids it doesn't have to come from you. Open up the Bible and let them see for themselves what God said. And if they have a problem, they don't have a problem with you. They have a problem with what God they said. They have to take it up with God. <laughs> it takes the pressure off. Yeah. yeah. It really does. Because it's like, oh, they're not mad at me. 
Right. <laughs> I didn't make the rule. <laughs> right. Right. That's really good. Yeah. So we're going to stop there. And aren't you thankful I am that Jen is so willing to come on and really share her heart in all honesty and candidness. I so appreciate her. In this podcast, I refer to the Discipline with Dignity course that I put together. If you're curious or need a little help with how all the pieces fit together in a gospel-centered discipline with kindness and love at the core, I'm going to make a link to that course in the show notes. If you're interested, you can take a look at that. In the meantime, I just pray that you have a wonderful week and that you rest in the Lord this week. Mm -hmm.